With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Hi guys, welcome to the FPL Reaction Pod for Dream Team Tonic. We will be focusing on the official fantasy football game. I'm Lewis, also known as FPL Reactions on Twitter, and here is my co-host. I'm Max, Maxi Arsenal, and if you've read my blog, uh, Weetabix Wilshire as well. So we'll be making a pod, me and Max, every game week, trying to target its release for sort of straight after the game week finishes and a few days before the next game week to sort of give a um, a review, preview and, and that's that sort of thing. So let's just get started on how I started FPL. Um, so it was a couple of friends um, that pushed me into it. Um, I didn't really, didn't really think about fantasy football that much, but I thought, yeah, I'll give it a go. Um, and then sort of on from there, that's when I sort of started to get a bit competitive with my friends and then was made aware actually of OR because I didn't actually know that overall rank was was a thing. But here we are, and I started the the Twitter community, um, which also didn't know existed. Um, so so yeah, that's how I started, Max. Yeah, similar to you. I mean, I didn't realise about the FPL community and how big it was. I mean, I played. I was used to do Sun Dream Team a few years back. I remember picking the players out in the sun um, and then FPL from an FPL perspective to well, this is my third year, but similar to you in the, in the regard to this is my kind of first serious year. Cause the last couple of seasons I've mm. really been focusing on it as much as I should have. So yeah, this season has been more, much more seriously uh, similar to you, Lewis. Right. So, I mean, after that, we, we, we're going to talk about what content we do on our own pages because obviously we both take we're both within the twitter community um and that's how we sort of got talking about fantasy football um so i mean i made my own page um as you do so i do content wise if there's a pick free game which match you're aware of as well aren't you yeah i try to pick my free players each week but i don't I haven't won yet um mm. similar <laughs> to me I even come close yes <laughs> I think I came second one time, but um, but yeah. So there was there's this pick free game uh, which I really enjoy actually, and I, I can't actually remember when I sort of came up with the idea, but yeah, it's stuck and people seem to enjoy it, um, and and it's great that people are taking part. Um, I think we're going to discuss pick free more on this pod. Actually, I think we're going to do something with pick free on the pod, and we'll talk about that a little bit more later on. Um, so. Just, just to give an idea though of how it works is you just you basically pick in three players a week 
who you think are going to accumulate the most points. It's quite simple, but it isn't simple, is it, Max? And you know that as well. No, it's not simple. I mean, you think each week you're going to pick, you pick the three players that obviously are up, you're going to score the most, but it never goes to plan. And sometimes I try and be clever and pick a couple of players that I think are that not many other people get, but hasn't yeah. gone to plan just yet. Exactly. So moving on from the pick three, there's also a bit more content. So I like doing player threads, in-depth threads, um, in-depth stats to help the community decide on transfers, try to give tips, um, and also do a weekly blog review preview with Dream Team Tonic. Um, so that's that's basically where all of my information goes now. And obviously on the pod, we'll... we'll, we'll have the information to put on here as well so so max back to you about the content yeah i mean similar to you i just only i mean you've done a few more blog a, a few more blogs for dream team tonic i've done my first one uh, last week i think it was um but in terms of i generally tweet about fpl and about arsenal as well because as you can see with my fpl name maxi arsenal <laughs> it's a given <laughs> that i'm going to mention arsenal every now and then so <laughs> yeah but um yeah i do i also have a um been creating just for a bit of fun for these i don't know i think i've done three videos now or maybe four uh, these dodgy differential so each week i kind of come up with a player that's got relatively low ownership um, is a little bit overhyped and in my opinion a bit dodgy a bit risky um, and each week yeah each week I, I choose a player and then I, I kind of rate him on the uh, the dodgy differential index which is come which has come from me again um, in terms of how dodgy I think he is and then in the same video I'll do a differential um, I'll touch upon it a little bit later like Lewis mentioned in terms of the pick free game but yeah each week I do one of those and similarly to Lewis I also show my team each week and to many I give confidence because I make everyone feel better about their game week by posting my team <laughs> but um, yeah I, I dabble in a bit of different things as well I really like that I really like this dodgy differential I think the idea is it's just really niche and it's really creative so, I mean, it just goes to show that looking forward on this pod, that combined, we're going to have some really fun content. So, what do you, I mean, if we just push on past the content and we'll speak more about the dodgy, dodgy differential and pick three a bit, a bit later on. Um, let's do, I would just want to touch upon more of our own journey so far this season. Um because it's, it is my first season now. I know you spoke about Dream, uh, you, you did the Dream Team before. Um, I actually did had a go with the Sky uh, game and it went really badly. Um, so I think that's where I pushed the idea of fantasy football away originally. But then obviously my friends got me on the official fantasy football and, and ever since then it's become sort of part of a weird part of my life, probably like yours. Definitely is. I mean, it's something that you think about when you're watching the games. Now, it adds so much more to the to to when you're when you're watching the football matches, and it makes you take an interest in some teams that normally you'd be looking at the fiction thing. Oh, I don't know. I don't want to take uh, make people get offended by mentioning a couple of teams, <laughs> but it makes you interested in various <clears throat> games, and it improves your knowledge on football. Yeah. So it does make you want to 
watch the games more. And I think when you sort of when you are watching a game and you've got a player involved in the match, it sort of keeps you glued to that game. And it's like you just ask yourself, why am I sat here watching Brighton against Burnley when prior to even being aware of this game, I would have looked at that game and thought, wow, I am never ever going to watch that. Are you sort of similar like that, where, I mean, the games that you sort of would never watch, you take a slight interest in? or Definitely. If, for example, in my mini league, I'm not doing very well at the moment, mate, to be honest. I'm I kind of, uh, I think I'm fourth or fifth, but I see if I know that someone's got a player in the, one of these games, I'm if I'm not watching it, I'm checking on Sky Sports Score Centre, just like, hopefully so-and-so doesn't score. Hopefully they don't keep a clean mm. sheet. <laughs> Yeah, it just give, it brings a completely different um, dynamic in terms of watching football. Um, yeah, it's it's sorry, it's it's like a a, a really emotional ride um, watching any game of football because you because effective ownership is is a thing and we all know it. You know, I don't. I, I think we all wish that we could forget that. I don't know. That loads of people captains. I'm not going to say Salah because he's not actually performing at the moment. But I think there was a moment where I wasn't owning Kane. I don't want to go on off, off on a tangent about EO, uh, but you'd, you'd be so scared and watching that Tottenham game, hoping he wouldn't score. And when he does, the feeling is just like, oh, you know. Hundred percent. I I haven't owned. There's a lot of players that I haven't owned this season, and every time I watch them, well, I, or I'm making a um if i'm looking at the scores on my phone it's just like oh please don't score again this week <laughs> <laughs> so anyway let's just move on so i'm going to start with myself obviously and and talk about the current season that i've had and it uh, just a reminder it is my first season so let's just go let's just start on rank so my current rank is 747k um uh, that that sounds really bad for this to go out in the Twitter community, because I mean, because I know that there's some sort of, well, the majority of Twitter are highly ranked, and I think you know that as well, Max. But anyway, it sounds bad, um, but in terms of progress, the progress that I've made has been pretty immense, and I've actually learned quite a lot. So, I mean, in game week 13, around that time is when I really learned how to play, I'd say, or took it seriously. I started to. I started to notice things and picking up things, things I should do, things I shouldn't do. Um, I mean, week 16, uh, I was, sorry, not week 16, I think it was week 19, uh, my biggest jump. So week 19, this is where that where I'd learned a bit more about uh, fantasy football in general. And week 19, I returned, I think it was about 128 points. So, and that was for me my biggest rank jump. So that rank jump. So that I actually jumped one million places in the double game week in week nineteen. So I was actually ranked four point two million um, in week thirteen. So to go from sort of four point two million to seven hundred forty-seven k within sixteen weeks, it it seems like massive progress and. It's sort of one of those where I've majorly sabotaged the first part of the season just by not knowing how to play the game properly. Um, okay, let's just talk about the hits I've took. So this might make you wince, Max, but I've took 120 hits a season. 
That is that is mad. That is mad. And to be honest, I think that how far from 4.2 million to where you are currently now, I think next season you're definitely going to be one of those people to watch because if you've made that much progress that quick, without take away them 120 point hits, <laughs> you'll be definitely doing better next season. Yeah, I mean, 120 20 hits, it just sounds ridiculous, doesn't it? And I think I've, I, I know I know people that have, have genuinely took no more than 20 points in, in, in hits. And I think you're one of those people, but I think we'll move on to you um, soon. So with 120 20 hits and the progress there is, 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 is pretty, it's pretty immense. I'm quite proud of that, but um, I'm sort of kicking myself because of that first part of the season where I was just like mad didn't really care about fantasy football. So that sort of, it has sabotaged my season, but it's given me something to look forward to uh, next season. Um, so, I mean, in terms of punts, I've, as you can imagine, with 120 20 hits, points in hits, I've took some really dodgy punts. Um, and I think maybe that's part of part of learning, taking punts. I mean, have you noticed that, uh, Max? I mean, wise. yeah, I mean, like you said, I haven't took too many uh, hits in terms of, but in terms of punts in more general sense, going for players, you think, oh, do you know what? I'm going to really rise in rank from going for this player. I mean, it's similar to what I mentioned earlier about dodgy differentials. You go for these players because you think, do you know what? They're going to suddenly increase my rank and get me up the, you know, the overall rankings. But you've got to be careful. You've got to be careful. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. And I think the the, the punts for me have taught it, it does it links to the hits obviously that I've taught for the first part of the season. So I think being massively knee jerk from knee jerking, so I mean say I five players performed one week, um being a casual maybe week three or four, I was like, Wow, I need to get those five players in. So I'm taking what, twenty point hit to get those five players in <laughs> mixed with bringing in players um, showing no form whatsoever and just because I fancied them, um, it's also had took an effect. And, and a Chelsea bias has also took effect as well, but I think that's something that I'm going to talk again more about later in the pod. I just wanted to move on to captains. Now, captains sort of links into the punts that I've took and the hits that I've took. So it's all sort of one ball of mass at the moment. So captains for me, so Werner, let's just say Werner, for example, I think as soon as you say that name, you're initially like, oh my God. Gives me shivers. Have you have you brought him in yourself this year? I had him. I had a lot of Chelsea players at the start of the start of this season and I trusted them and then... <laughs> And they threw it back in my face. <laughs> um, but no, I have had Werner. So, I mean, when he came in, he came, God, he came in. And I actually, the, the thought of him in FPL just makes me shiver. So, again, Werner came in as a pun. He's, he's took the captaincy and blanked time and time and time again. And because part of that Chelsea bias is there for me to stick in with him and I think there was always that sort of feel that Werner looked good as well. I think you can agree on that, Max, that he did look good. Yeah, I mean, he was getting... The thing is with Werner is 
he was getting in the right positions. He's making these blinding runs, and every week he looked like he was going to score. So if you're an owner, you're thinking, do you know what? Next week could be his week. Next week could be his week. And I think that's one thing you've got to realise is when you're playing FPL is sometimes you've just got to be ruthless and look what's happened. Don't look at what you've seen and you've seen him have chances. Has he took them chances? And if he hasn't, you've got to be ruthless sometimes. I think I think you are right. I think it's interesting that you used the word ruthless because as a Chelsea fan, you really, you, you I mean, you're probably the same as Arsenal fan or maybe did start that way at the start of the season, or still are still are going, but we'll see um, further in the pod. But I mean, you want, as a Chelsea fan and a new signing, you want them to do well so much that you've, you're sort of giving them this responsibility in the team, cheering them on. You've got a Chelsea, I've got a Chelsea player to cheer on. I've got a brand new signing to cheer on. It's really exciting. Um I think it was all a bit too busy and not a lot of thoughts went into to Werner, to be honest. And that was, again, that was the first 13 weeks of my season. It was it was Werner. I did have, have I did actually return a Havertz captain. I think you think you got an assist. But I mean, you know, when you've got people around your captain in Salah um, at the start of the season anyway, when he was performing, that is, um, you know, we'd be scoring one, two goals per game. You had Kane, who I also didn't know. Um, you know, I think, again, with the effect of ownership, that is sort of sinking you to so the fact that your players are performing and the fact that the other players are performing, that sort of sinks you. I mean... Definitely. So, I mean, suddenly you've lost loads of rank when you've, if you've been captain in Werner for the for first couple of weeks and he's done absolutely nothing and everyone's got Salah, then suddenly you're you're losing rank straight away. Yeah, exactly. Um, so, I mean, taking into, taking that into account and looking back at that awful rank at week 13 of 4.2 million, I, I mean, I, when I look back at that now, I'm like, how, you know, I know how I got that, but it's like, that is ridiculous. You know, that really is ridiculous. Um, but I mean, it's progress, right? Yeah, definitely. It's, so I mean, in terms of in terms of chips, I'm just going to go through the chips that I've used quickly. Um, where where I went wrong, to be honest. So the chips I use. So this is how this is how I started my season, guys. Um, so my first wild card was used in game week two, and I and I can I can sense you laughing. <laughs> so, I mean, you, so, you've had one week, and you thought, you know what? He's gone. He's um, he's out of my team. I've had enough of him. <laughs> yeah. So my first wild card was game week two, and it was a bad one. So not only did I throw away a chip, but I returned twenty eight points, which was terrible. Obviously, um, I then decided four ge- game weeks later that I was going to captain K, triple captain Kane. Um, and he didn't do anything. He got me five points. There must have been a yellow card in there somewhere for that. Um, so that was so just a matter. I mean, that's two chips in the first six weeks that people are these top ten k guys are holding on to. And I and I know there was sort of a period at the start of the season where everyone was up in the air. And I know a lot of wild cards actually got used. Um, I think it was more specifically the players that I brought in. I think that was the problem. Um, triple captain was Kane. Bench boost in the game week eight. So that was two weeks after I used triple captain. I then decided to use bench boost. So I must have seen all these chips and thought, wow, this is so exciting. I'm just going to throw them at the, the weeks and try and 
you know, and, try, and just a reminder, this was when I was unaware of OR, so it was just about getting ahead in my own mini league. So I think this is where this came from. I mean, the bench boost actually worked out quite well, so it returned 92 points. The bench boost got you 92? Yeah, so the bench boost in, in game week eight actually returned me 92 points. So is... it's quite incredible, isn't it? Considering that, is, that... that is massive. I mean, just your, what, so your four... Was it four players on the bench got you ninety two points alone? Oh no no! So combined oh. with yeah, so combined combined with the oh combined with the, with the overall overall yeah. So yeah, that's so, still a strong week in terms of the overall points in ninety two. Yeah, that's. I mean, that's that was a really good week, and at that point, I was just like, not really looking at overall rank. So I think rank was sort of a bit oblivious. You know, it was it was just not there. I think my thoughts towards OR just were non-existent at that point. So, um, so yeah. So I mean, with the bench, the bench boost probably turned out okay, um, and a lot of bench boosts probably been a bit wasted on the double game weeks recently. So I'd probably say that was a success. But I mean, maybe I got a bit lucky. I don't know. But I just I just think that to use free chips within the first weeks just shows the sort of relaxed vibe I was in I was in regards to the game. Um but then I was left for free hit. So I had the free hit and obviously the second wild card which I used actually when everyone used it in the blank game week eighteen uh, which ended up poor didn't it? Can you remember the blank game week eighteen? I think well I tried to forget it. I'm pretty sure I got like something like thirty something points. It was a terrible. Uh, I think everyone played it up to be this great because City had like a weaker team and obviously rotation, oh, nightmare. Uh, but I mean, in that game week alone, though that blank game week, I still had a four hundred k green arrow with only returning returning forty seven points, which is quite bizarre actually. Uh, so my second wild card was then used in game week twenty four, returning ninety six points. Um, following week ninety four. And following week after that, 95 in the double. So that's, I mean, this was a point where I learned how to play the game, week 24. And I thought, I'm going to use my wild card earlier. I'm going to be clever uh, or try to be. And then to get 96, 94, 95 in a row, it's quite, it's it's pretty. That is very good. That is it's very pretty good, good, isn't it? Yeah. Um, so yeah, enough about me anyway, Max. I, I want to know sort of why what you sort of season you've had um so so yeah well i mean I, there's me kind of when you say about using the chips and taking all these hits i think oh god at least i didn't do that but then <laughs> if you look at some of the things i've done it's not much better i mean if i go with my um my current rank so where i am at the moment so i'm at 944k um not too far Sorry, yeah, t- not far from, not too far from me. Yeah, I mean, I'm hoping for these. I mean, what what do we have left? Nine game weeks or eight game weeks, whatever it is. Yeah. I mean, I'm really hoping to try and make up some ground here. But I mean, I'm looking at my best rank. So this season, my best rank, I think, was 289k, okay. and I, I hit a whole all-time low of, I think it was 2.7 million rank in game week ten. But the problem was, I think at the start, I mean, I've only took four hits. So when I heard your 120 points, I was like, geez. <laughs> so one thing I have done right is I only took four hits. Um, I mean, if I look at the most recent hit I took, I was, I think I brought in Kane 
um, for DCL, uh, Dominic Calvert-Lewin, and then I brought in Lucas for Son. And I finally took out, this was last game week, I finally took out Salah for Aubameyang. And again, you can uh, you can know <laughs> I support Arsenal from bringing Aubameyang in. <laughs> yeah. But, I mean, yeah, similar to you, though, in terms of Chelsea making mistakes. The first game week, I had Timo, Timo Werner. And All right. I had him till game week four. And I took him out and I, I, I had enough of him because, uh, yeah, he was just missing chances. Even though he was he was getting in the right areas, he just kept missing him. And then one player I do like at Chelsea, and I've, I've always liked him, was Pulisic. So I then yeah. brought Pulisic in game week four. I think it was game week four. And then he didn't do anything. No. And then I, then I decided to bring in uh, Mason Mount. I think I've got, I've brought in Mason Mount for Pulisic. I, I didn't, um, it didn't take me long to get rid of Pulisic, to be honest. I was a bit ruthless mm. there. I think I got rid of him after a couple of weeks. Um, and then by game week nine, I had no Chelsea players. <laughs> so I took out all these players. <laughs> yeah. I had a mixture of Chelsea players for them first, um, first nine or 10 game weeks. And I think the issue I've had this season is I've sometimes tried to be too clever um, I mean, mm. uh, if I look at another hit and another couple of players I brought in, um, Andre Ayew from Aston, uh, Crystal Palace. Oh, wow. I had a three week stint with Andre Ayew up front in game week nine. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I think I must have saw something. I think I must have thought I was like the Pep Guardiola of FPL. I saw something that other people didn't, but I, I don't, he didn't do anything for me. Let's just say that. Um, but yeah, these are a couple of punts I've took. Um, and then I did similar to you in terms of, I know you have Madison and I know we spoke about Madison throughout this season. And I'd one I think, thing I did sorry, I early think... adopter was Madison. Yeah. Um, I did. I don't know when you got him in, but I brought him in game week 10 and I only recently got rid of him in game week 25 when he got injured. Um, so yeah, I mean, Madison was, was someone who I always liked. Um, and it was way before game week 19. I remember because game week 19 was a double and he really, really performed. So he sort of had that knee injury. Was it game week 30? Maybe I'm, may, I could be wrong. Um, he did, he did pick up a, a sort of picked up a knee injury, but then I, I think I held on to him. Um, but, but yeah, great, great, great asset. Me yeah, I mean, it's similar to certain players. I think what's defined my season is I'm, I'm spotting these players and throughout the season I'm getting these players, but there's a lot of players I'm missing. For, for example, I've got this thing about Bruno Fernandes where I haven't owned him all season. And oh, then wow. when I mentioned Kane, I only, for game week 29, that I brought <clears> him in. That's the first time I've owned him. So really, if you're looking at anyone in the top 10K who, who's not got Kane and Bruno Fernandes, the most high scoring players... I don't know why I don't know why I haven't adopted him. I I think Bruno Fernandes. Mm. I just again looking at the bias in terms of the fact I support Arsenal. I don't like seeing the guy do well, and that's one thing you need to get out of your head when you're playing FPL is his rivalries. But I just don't like him as a player as well. I think he's very. To Man United fans won't like to hear this. <laughs> I just mm. think he's very. He, I know aggression isn't a bad thing, but sometimes the way he kicks out of players, and I don't know. I think next season I'll try and take this out of my mind and just think. Do you know what? He scores points. He's one of the highest scorers. I think he is. Is he the highest scorer now, Lewis, or is it Salah? Um, I'm not too I might... sure. I think I think Salah lost. Oh, let me just check. That. I think Salah actually lost that um, sort of title yeah. of being the top scorer. But yeah, so it's it's Bruno Fernandez. So he's on 209 points and actually uh, 
90, is it 18 points ahead of uh, Harry Kane. Mm. So I think in terms of players like this, this, one thing I think, I sometimes I feel like I'm, I try and be too clever and I try and think, do you know what, I'm not going to go jump on the bandwagon and get Fernandez or Kane. Even though I knew Fernandez last season when I had I was when I was playing FPR, I knew what he was doing and he was only there he, in terms of the amount of games he played for him. He was he was caught the goal contributions was crazy. Um, but anyway, I'll, I'll move away from players that I still regret not having. But yeah, yeah. <laughs> so my free hit. I used it in game week three, so you so you can't be too annoyed, Lewis, for using your cards too early. I yeah. had a, um, I started off really well in comparison, I would say, to you in terms of you mm. had some struggles early on. I think first game week I scored, I think it was seventy something points, and the same the week after. So suddenly I'm hitting game um, game week three, and I'm kind of I think I was at the top of my mini league, and I thought, Do you know what, I'm going to try and get ahead here, and I think I took a free hit game week three, and it got me thirty eight points. Ooh. <laughs> And I think the same week Vardy might have. I'm sure it was one of the weeks where Vardy got a hat trick. I'm sure, but anyway, I'll move away from that. But in terms of my wild cards and some of the other chips I've used, game week five I used a wild card, which actually paid off. I think I got seventy points. So sometimes, I mean, it depends on do you need to use it. And I've realised I made that same error. I, sometimes you need to use it, and yeah. I didn't need to use him. I took out Justin as well. I think I took out Justin this that week Ooh. because I think he's in the game week, this game week where I used the wild card. And I don't know why I did that, to be honest. I mean, the, you make some decisions in FBL and you look back and you think, what was I, what was the reasoning behind that? And do you know what? He's been blind until he got injured. He was, he was really good. So a mistake oh, there. Yeah. Um, bench boost. I think it was game week 19. I used the bench boost and I got 21 points with uh, Saka getting me nine and, Kufal, the West Ham guy, West Ham defender. So that was a good week. I think game week 19, I got my highest overall score. I think I got 110. So yeah. Um, And finally, the the last chip was um, triple captain. And I haven't used that yet. I'm saving that. Oh, really? I'm saving that for the last game week where where I'm (laughs) hope for a miracle. I think that's one card I haven't used. One chip, sorry, I haven't used. Oh, interesting. I would so love to have a triple captain uh, chip right now. Um, so, I mean, we can move on to the next part now where I think me and Max will discuss our own teams and assets that, that we that we think we should be bringing in at the moment um, and looking ahead. Is that okay, Max? Yeah, that's fine, mate. Okay, so I'm a Chelsea fan and Max is an Arsenal fan. That has been clear. Um, there's not a lot of tension between us, is there, Max, regards to the rivalry? It's not really... No, I mean, I'm, I've kind of, I'm not so. When when you see some fans and they they're not like one of my best mates is a Spurs fan, and I have another. I mean, even a lot of people might not follow me on Twitter because they've got Arsenal in it and they think, oh god, he's going to be some delusional Arsenal fan. But mm. I think, especially you as well, Lewis. I think we're quite we're quite neutral in terms of the way we are. No, yeah, yeah, yeah. We 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 get it. We understand. Um. So I mean, for for players that. I mean, for, for Chelsea players at the moment, obviously we went through the we went through the Lampard period where sort of everyone was really excited at the start of the season. Like you said, you brought in uh, you said you had Werner at one point. Um, I brought in Werner. I had Havertz um, as the defense sharpened up. I think we went on a I think it was a seventeen 
game and beaten Wren and the Lampard. And I think sort of everyone started wanting the defensive assets of Chelsea, you know, Reese James, um, Reese James, Chilwell. Um, and it's actually switched now. So the players that we were once relying on defensively, we're not anymore. Um, so obviously Lampard got, Lampard was leaking too many goals. Um, there was sort of a discussion uh, in the background and um, saying that he was sort of tacticless, um, which I'm not too sure I fully agree with, but I I see Tuchel's improvements tactically. Um, and obviously the, the with that um, came a solid defence again. So I just wanted to start off start by saying the, the the attack was never really um attractive as a as a manager it was never really i mean at the start yeah oh we got i got Werner, i got habits but never really worked and as the weeks went on and um, we got defensively better but we were sort of blunt moving forward even with the the likes of Werner, habits ziek had i think about a one week one or two weeks where he was really good you remember that max yeah, I mean, that's the thing that it's these one or two weeks. Yeah, it's just not, it's just not, it's not enough, is it? No. Um, so, so yeah, since since now that Tuchel's back in charge, everything's changed again. So everything's sort of shuffled. Uh, it's it's not like it's happened right now. So it's happened way, way, way a few weeks ago. So, <coughs> so sorry, he's so he's tightened up the defence. Um, and we're currently the best defence in the league um, based on pretty much any stats you can get your hands on, um, which is which sort of attracts you. So I'm going to start with Rudiger as my first option. Um, now, this isn't this isn't like, oh, I support Chelsea, I'm going to give you a few options that I think are the best. These are generally some of the best FPL assets right now, I think. So he's 4.7 million after the price rise this week. He's only missed one game since Tuchel's takeover. He seems heavily re- reliant upon. Um, as a fan, I obviously, I mean, I once thought that Rudiger was finished at the club. And sort of, I think a, a, a turning point for me was the Champions League game against Atletico Madrid. He just became some sort of world-class centre-back. He's obviously in form. Um, but regardless of that, the Chelsea defence is solid. Um, for me, the, the fixture, you know, fixtures going into the next three weeks, you're talking West Brom, Palace, you know, and I think it's even with even without those easy fixtures, I still think at four point seven million. I mean, it's it it's it's great value, isn't it, Max? Great value, and I'm ha- so happy that you're saying this because I've actually brought him into my team. <laughs> How interesting. Okay, so okay, second option would probably be it's a bit more money, and it's not um, somewhere I personally go. Um, basic only only down to the, my personal plan and the money in the bank that I need. So as for the Quater, he's playing. I don't think he's missed a Premier League game actually since Tuchel's takeover. Um, he's accumulated a hell of a lot of points. He's 5.8 million. Um, but yeah, like I said, I wouldn't stretch that far. Um, another defensively would be Mendy. Now, Martinez has come into fire a little bit lately. Uh, but as of today, actually, the, the training photos came out that Jack Grealish was back. 
and so he sort of doesn't look such a bad hold anymore martinez and i also own pope as well so i mean both of them on rotation doesn't sound so bad but i mean i just mean if people are wild card in, then Mendy is a great option at 5.2 million with easy fixtures on the defence that Chelsea have got. So there's, there's three good options. Now, flipping it, so the attack, it's a little bit clearer than it was uh, during Lampard's sort of reign. Um, so Werner seems to be finding a bit more form lately. At I'm not so confident in his... Um, his goal threat, but he he is creating. He's creating goals, um, but for his price point, and you know you want goals at that price point, don't you? you yeah, that's the thing. That, yeah, I have a, a mate that supports Liverpool, and when he he always goes on about Firmino, and it's like, well, when you when you've got a striker, they you want them to score goals. I know, and especially the fact that, I mean, was it four points for a goal for a striker? So you. I know you want assists as well, but the main reason you're bringing him in is to get to get goals, surely. Yeah. So with, I mean, with that in mind, it's sort of, I mean, it's a differential. is a differential, but it's sort of, it's yeah, it's it's just not for me. Um, moving on to Ziyech, another signing. Um, he only seems to play well when James is on the pitch for some reason. Um, it could be down to the fact that James does a lot of defensive work behind him. He has been questioned about his sort of defensive attributes um, when James isn't on the pitch, but he seems to turn into some sort of magician when James is on the pitch. Um, and it's, I don't sort of, I sort of don't want to rely on James playing um, for, for Ziyech to play well. Um, it sort of leaves then Havertz and Mount. Um, and I'm not going to lie, a couple of weeks ago, Havertz was just not an option for me. Um, Mount is becoming a sort of, He's becoming Mr. Chelsea at the moment. And I don't want to talk about that because this is about FPL. So for me, that is, he's 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 in an attacking position now. He's taking corners. He's taking free kicks. He's a million pound cheaper than Havertz. Um, and it's it's hard to argue against Mount for, Bert, Mount for Havertz. So in terms of the Chelsea option, I, I own Mount, so I feel like a sideways move for Havertz for a million pound extra and probably a similar to it. Havertz looks good lately. He does. He looks good. He scored in, he scored for Germany and he scored for us actually before he went, we went into the international break. So he looks good. Now, my only problem with Havertz is that he does look like he's lacking confidence in finishing, um, similar to, similar to Werner. So, I'm not too sure about that. I will keep an eye on Havertz myself, but Mount for me, if you're going to go for a Chelsea option, if you really want to attack the the, the easy green um, fixtures that, that Chelsea have got going ahead, then I would I would lean more to Mount. Um, so, yeah, I mean, that's that's me. That's me and Chelsea. Um, so, Rediger, if I had to pick um, two, Rediger and Mount, um, and obviously the other two aren't so bad either. But Max, over to you for Arsenal assets. What what are you sort of feeling at the moment? Because obviously Arsenal are going through a bit of a patch, aren't they? Where you don't know sort of what's going on. Mate, we're going through so many patches. I mean, <laughs> one minute we're doing well. I mean, I think I was looking at the, the season in terms of how we were doing earlier, and I think we went on a seven-game 
run where we didn't we didn't win a game earlier on in the season, and everyone was the Arsenal the Arteta out brigade was coming out again. Typical. I mean, our fan base can be quite swayed quickly, but now, I mean, recently, I think we've been a bit unlucky. To be honest, we we keep making these little mistakes that's costing us games. And yeah, I see and, that. Yeah, I mean, you. I mean, I can remember the David Luiz mistake and. When when we played Villa, I think we lost. Was it we lost one nil, and it was a silly little mistake where in the first kind of five minutes where we gave the ball away. So that was well, a I mean, sorry to interrupt. That was a Watkins goal, wasn't it? Yeah, that was I it. I remember that one. Cedric I I... made the mistake on the wing, and I, well, yeah. in our own half, sorry, rather, and Watkins got the goal. Um, which I which I think I owned him at the time, so I was a bit mixed feelings about that. But, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, our players. If I'm looking at Arsenal assets, I think we're actually. If you look at our remaining fixtures now, our remaining fixtures are very. We've got West Brom, we've got Sheffield United, we've got Newcastle, Fulham, Palace, and Brighton. And then the uh, the only the other three teams I should mention, of course, El- Everton, Chelsea, Liverpool. But if you look at them other games, you're looking at fixtures where I think we should win them. I mean, I said you can say that about a lot of fixtures where we haven't won this season, but we should be getting, we should win them. And if I look at two players yeah. that I think that have, throughout these patches we've had that have been decent, from a defensive point of view, you've got Kieran Tierney. Now, in the last eight games, I mean, overall we've got eight clean sheets, but I think we haven't got a clean sheet in the last eight games. So when I say Kieran mm. Tierney, people are probably thinking, well, what's he going to get me? He's not going to get me a clean sheet then, is he? But. He's, I mean, overall, he's got three assists and one goal, but and he's been injured. I think he was injured. He's injured five for five games. He had a period where he was out, and he's only six yeah. percent owned. I think he's a player, and the number of balls he's putting in, he would have a lot more assists if he had someone. He has a, a, like Kane, for example. The amount of crosses he's making, he's a very attacking left back, and he's. I think he's he's been one of our best players this season. And originally, I didn't think that at all. I thought he was a bit. I, I wasn't sure about him at first. Mm. Can I just put in on on Tierney? I I actually own Tierney. Um, mm. I I think I think at the moment he's. I mean he plays. I know he plays Liverpool next week, and he'll probably be benched for me. But he he to me looks like one of the best uh, defensive players going forward. If that makes sense, he he looks. He always looks like he's on the verge of a massive point or you know that's the yeah that's the thing. And I think with Tierney is. His quality of the ball he's playing, his final ball. It's not like he's he's getting down the wing a lot and he's just putting hopeless balls into the box, like like Hector Be- Bellerin, for example, another Arsenal player. I mean, he gets down the wing all the time and he runs past players and then he crosses it, either goes out for a goal kick or he hits the centre back. He doesn't get past the first man. <laughs> not to yeah. not to um, moan about our own players, but I mean, you've got yeah, the final ball for Tini, I think, is good, and I think a lot of the time with our remaining fixtures. I think him getting an assist, him he's got one goal, but I think he'd definitely be able to be a points contributor f- for the rest oh, yeah. of the season. Um, yeah. From an attacking point of view, um, probably not to your surprise, but Saka. <laughs> now I like last, Saka. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the last few games, I think his last eight, he hasn't done a lot. To be fair, I mean, he's been at the moment. I don't know whether he's. Um, I mean, he got recalled for the England internationals, so I don't know whether how his injury is, but I hope he's back for the Liverpool game. I mean, overall, he's got five goals, two assists. Um, I think he's, I think he's a brilliant player, and I think similar to Tierney in terms of he he could have done a lot more in terms of his what he's his uh, points in terms of his goals and assists. He's just been a bit unlucky. 
Yeah, I feel um, like both of those players deserve more points than they have, if that makes yeah, sense. Yeah, and both of them aren't that owned. Tierney's only got 6% ownership and Saka's 8.7%. So arguably both of them are differentials. And I know I know why people don't go for Arsenal players because you never know what you're going to get. One week we could win 4-0 and the next week we you don't know what's going to happen. But yeah. on paper, fixtures look good. So I would back them two players. Right, great. So, I mean, like I said, I, I own Tierney and I did want Saka, I think it was last um, game week, and I think I, I did, I put that in the blog, I think, I think if I was unsure about Saka that I was going to go Lingard and obviously Lingard massively paid off, but but yeah, let's, um, so let, I just want to move on to a part of the part of the pod where we discuss the games ahead, so going into game week 30, what, what we sort of, how, we're going to make official predictions every week i think going forward to sort of help listeners um sort of see where we stand um so i'm going to start with the first game of the weekend is chelsea and west brom um for me i think west brom are fighting they 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 need to stay up they, they're really going to give chelsea a um a good game but i just i just think that we're defensively too strong for them to to actually score so i've gone for a straight 2-0 uh chelsea win on this one and a clean sheet i've gone 3-0 i think like you said west brom are fighting and i think a lot of these teams towards the end of the season will get goals but i think your teams just because they're fighting your your defense has been so solid i think yeah i've, I've got yeah. i've got to give it to chelsea so moving on to the next game leeds and sheffield united I mean, Sheffield United—they just—they just look finished, don't they? Mentally, physically, and I—I I think against a, a really aggressive attacking Leeds, I think they just fold. And I think for me, I think that's a three-nil uh, win for Leeds. Mm. I mean, I've gone for two-nil Leeds, but I think Sheffield United—they have been unlucky this season. I think they haven't been losing games massively. I've noticed. I mean, I think when we beat them, we beat them two-one. But I mean, mm. some of the games that they're they're just not quite there. So that's why I've only gone for the two 0 Yeah. So not far off. We're 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 pretty much on the same page um, so far. Um, Leicester and City. This for me was a difficult game um, to to sort of predict because Leicester look really good. They've got no Madison. They've got no Barnes at the moment. Um, so still waiting from um, for for injury news. Actually, um, I think Madison might be in. Might be in training or something. I'd, I'd have to double check that. But but so City for me, they're in great form. The City is City. It doesn't matter whether they rotate. You know, they could leave. They could leave the first team out, play the second team, and probably still win this game. Um, I think Ian Acho. I think I think he sneaks a goal. Um, for me. So I'm going to say for that reason, I'm going to say two one City. I'm going for three one City. I think, yeah, like similar reasons to you. I think Leicester are a brilliant side and against United in the FA Cup, I thought they, they looked class and they really looked well drilled by Rogers, but um, Brendan Rogers. but I think mm. I think City would be too much for them. Yeah, too much. Uh, Arsenal and Liverpool, one for you then. Um, so for me, I can just see, I can see lots of goals. Similar to Arsenal and West Ham last week. Uh, I just think lots of goals, two defences with, with some mistakes in him, I don't like saying this when you can hear me. <laughs> but, um, but yeah, that's 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 what that's sort of what I'm thinking at the moment. I think two unstable defenses, but they're both. 
I think they're both going to really attack this game. I think Arsenal are really going to attack Liverpool here. Um, so for me, I think 2-2. Two, two. Yeah, that's it. That's probably the the better, um, the more well thought out result. I think my Arsenal bias is just taking over my mind at the moment. So <laughs> I've gone for three one Arsenal. I think watching Liverpool, I think their defense is a little. Even though you've still got Robertson and you've still got um, Trent Alexander Arnold, yeah. um, I think the centre backs to me still look a bit dodgy. I think Salah will attacking wise. Salah and Mane will probably score against us as much as I want a tiny clean sheet. I think we could possibly concede, but I think if as long as we're if I've gone for the free one because if we're focused from the get go and we don't make silly mistakes like you saw at the West Ham go three 0 down the rest of the game second yeah. half we dominated and we should have won the game really I mean if we're focused from the get go we don't make silly mistakes easier said than done watching Arsenal I think we could win this game yeah I mean I don't think I'd be surprised if you win this game personally anyway um, I think this is a game that I. That just could go. It could simply be any score, couldn't it? Right, um, but so, probably, yeah, you're, you're yeah. totally right. Yeah, but um, let's move on to Southampton and Burnley. So I think this is probably going to be quite a good game, even though it doesn't it doesn't look like it on paper. Burnley seems to have this sort of new attacking way of playing. Um, Daesh has got them playing really attacking, but it just means they're really open at the back. Southampton are conceding a lot, um, but I just think going forward, Southampton have just have more quality. Um, which is why I've gone for a 2-1 Southampton win. I've gone for a one or draw. Interesting. I've played it. I've, I've, Southampton have been better recently. I mean, I know they went on that run where they were um, really poor, but they've started to improve. Mm. But again, I think Burnley are looking over their shoulders and they're, they're thinking, do you know what we need to... They need to point... Like everyone, they need points. And I think, yeah, I'm going for a draw. Yeah, they will fight, will they? Burnley will fight. Um, so... It's Newcastle and Spurs. So, I mean, Newcastle at the moment, they're awful. They are probably, for me, they're going down ahead of Fulham. Fulham just seems to have more fight. They, they want the ball. Uh, Newcastle, Newcastle just seems to give up already. And I think they're just sort of waiting for Bruce to, to be sacked, to be honest. But I think Newcastle try and set up to frustrate Tottenham. Um, I do think they'll frustrate them a little bit. But Kane and Son would potentially fail as well. Playing, I mean, it's it's. I can't see anything other than a Tottenham win. But I also can see Newcastle trying to defend. Um, but I've gone for a two 0 Spurs. I've gone. For, I've gone three one Spurs. I know. I've. I know. No Newcastle have been. Um, they haven't been very good at all, and they haven't got many attacking. Their players haven't got many attacking returns. But I'm hopeful, and Joe Willock will step up to the plate. Arsenal lonely and we'll be fired up playing against Spurs and we'll try, we'll at least it's really get something. It's really interesting because as soon as you uh, as soon as we got to this game, I thought of Willick and I thought, is he going to say something about Willick? <laughs> you, you haven't, you haven't um, talked about the West Brom game yet, or have you right. already? <laughs> um, yeah, we've talked about West Brom yet. Um, so let me just move on to okay, is it? Aston Villa and Fulham. Okay, so this this one's this one's sort of fifty fifty for me, and it it depends on because Grealish was pictured training today. So if I think if if Grealish plays, if, I don't know. I'm I'm sort of see I'm I'm fifty fifty on this one still. So I think without Grealish they lose. 
I think they definitely lose without Grealish. I do. I just don't think they've got an earth and fun or really going for people at the moment. Um, um, I think with Grealish, a draw. Um, so I've just gone, I'm just going to assume that Grealish plays and we get a 1-1. I'm going for 2-0 Villa. Interesting. Oh, yeah. I mean, I, they've still, I know they haven't got Grealish and I know uh, that impacts Watkins massively. But they have got; they've still got players like El Ghazi, Triori, who kind of stepped up to the plate when Grealish first went out of the team. So I still think I don't know. I'm just backing Villa for this one. I think Villa might get a result out of this. Right. So we're down to Man United and Brighton. Um, I actually think this is quite a tough game for Man United. I don't think this is going to be um, a straightforward game. But Bright, I know Brighton played Newcastle last, but I think they just look sharper. They're delivering on their XG stats, finally. Um, I know United have got some injuries. I, I still think United win. I still think they, I still think they scrape it. So I'm, I've gone for a 2-1 United. I've gone 2-0. 2-0 United. Yeah, I think... Brighton have looked good, and I've I've uh, doubted them when I shouldn't have recently. But I think United will get the result. And let's just move on to Monday. So the, the game weeks split between two days: Saturday, Sunday, Monday. So the first game on the Monday is Everton Palace. Um, I think Palace have looked pretty awful lately, haven't they? Without Zaha, I mean that's pretty um, a well-known fact that Palace are awful without Zaha, aren't they? They so, are, they are, but they are, they do miss his creativity and his kind of drive up the pitch. Yeah, I mean, so I think with that, it might Everton look okay. They never look, they never look fantastic, do the Everton. Um, I just feel like there's, there's going to be, it's going to be a bit cagey. I feel like if, if Palace can keep De- Lucas Dean quiet and wind up with Charlison, I think maybe I'm going to go for a 1 1. It's similar, yeah. I mean, I've gone for a draw, a two-all draw. I think I don't know. Is, hmm. is Zaha back? I'm not sure. I mean, I think I think Zaha is back. I think I saw a post on um, Twitter saying that he was back. So I think I think that's what I've based that decision on. I've based, but I mean, regardless, we've still got a draw on this one, haven't we? Um, yeah. So I think they might get a couple of goals, uh, Palace. Yeah, they just they just seem they seem to be a completely different team as they are. It's so it's it's really strange. Um so moving on to the last game, which is Wolves and West Ham. Now for me, Wolves have sort of Wolves are sort of that team that sort of defend and when they try and attack try to attack, they they can't attack because they're so used to defending, although they've got players like Triori and Pedro Neto. And um, I do think Pedro Neto is going to come. Um, he's going to bang, I think, soon. I just don't know if it's going to be against West Ham. Um, so I've gone for a comfortable West Ham 2-0. I've gone, I've gone for a one-all draw. I think, yeah, okay. I've gone for Neto in terms of... I think he's, he's always looked dangerous this season. And you, you kind of ask yourself, when is Triori going to step up play? I mean... He, has he even scored this season? I, I don't think he has. Um, I'm not too sure. He's, I think he's made one or two assists. I think it yeah. Is, so I'm I'm back in the Wolves, um, Wolverhampton boys to get something out of this. So yeah, one all draw. 
Right, so I mean, there are our predictions for this week. Um, I think it's time to move on to our teams for game week 30. So I'll start the Max. Um, so in goal, I've got Martinez at home um, against Fulham. Now, although I've predicted for a 1-1 here, I am fully aware that if Grealish plays, they keep, they keep Fulham quiet. I think he relieves a lot of pressure. Um, so I'm sort of, I, I'd rather play, I, I've gone for Martinez over Pope against Southampton because I, I feel like Southampton have got more of a chance to score. Um, so Martinez is definitely starting. Um, it, get, it does get difficult. So I've got Cresswell, Dallas, Lucas Dean at back. I'm not 100% that Lucas Dean is going to stay there, to be honest. Um, I'm not totally comfortable with... Dean playing against Crystal Palace when Zaha's back. I've also got Tierney and Cancelo sat on the bench. I mean, the bench is absolutely ridiculous. Probably the same for you this week. But Dean could go. He could he could go for Cancelo. Probably not Tierney. Um, so Dallas is going to stay. I think Dallas could probably keep a clean sheet and score against Sheffield United. So I think Dallas could, could haul this week. Um, Craswell, I mean... You, I, I just I just can't keep Cresswell out. He's the highest scoring defender uh, in the league this season. He's playing a Wolves who are toothless at the moment. So for me, Cresswell definitely plays. Fernandez, I've gone for a two-one to United. There's actually a rumours that he doesn't play for Portugal. He he's sort of rested his last international game. So I think there's a lot of buzz around him and potentially being a captain choice, but. Not for me this week, unfortunately. I think I'll be hiding behind my sofa for the Bruno show. But for me, yeah, doesn't doesn't do much this week, Bruno. Um, maybe I mean in 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 terms of sort of captaincy, I don't think he's going to ban. But moving on to Lingard, I think Lingard against my my issue is at the moment is do I play Lingard or Antonio? This is this is sort of where I'm at now. If you asked me a few weeks ago. I would have said Antonio. But Lingard at the moment, his form is ridiculous, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, he he has got, I don't know, he's got a crazy amount of, um, in terms of his impact in games and goals and assists. And whenever I watch Antonio, I, I know he scores goals, but he always looks like he's about to kind of pull his hamstring. <laughs> the way he runs You worry, around. yeah. Yeah, the worry is there. And I think Antonio, yeah, he had a couple of assists at the moment. I just feel Lingard is... He's more of a goal threat at the moment, and that sounds absolutely ridiculous because Antonio is greedy. Pitch. He's a greedy player, and that's what you want in FPL. He scored yeah. against Arsenal, and I think he's definitely. I would, I would, if it was me, I would keep Lingard in. Yeah, I think I, I think well, and, and also watching Antonio sort of drifts to the left side. So, I mean, it's great if you want assists, but I mean, in terms of attacking, I think Lingard stays. Son is. Is son is son and he's playing Newcastle, so he stays. The only the only issue around son is I've heard no injury news about. So I'm assuming that he's okay. I'm assuming he's fully fit, but but I mean I don't think there's been anything on social media at all about son, or I don't think he's been in any, in any training pictures. That might be to keep um, to keep it all hush from uh, South Korea because I know I don't think Jose wanted him to play be sent over there anyway 
Um, Rafina definitely stays at Sheffield United. Um, Mount also interesting um, because he's training alone at the England camp at the moment, so he's likely to miss the polar match. Um, so he could he maybe Antonio could come in for him if he's injured, but but he stays against West Brom. Kane. So this is where my captain choice is between it's between Kane and Bamford. For me, it was last week, and for me, I had a feeling that Bamford would outscore Kane, in which he did. I'm getting that same feeling again. Um, I'm feeling like Bamford could really go mad here against Sheffield United. So for that reason, currently, the armband is on Bamford. Um, so that's me set up. I'm likely to... So just to repeat, Martin is in goal, Cresswell, Dallas, Dean at the back, which could be Cancelo. Um Fernandez, Lingard, Son, Rafinha, Mount, Kane, and Bamford. Um, thoughts about quickly about transfers before we go through your team. Um, I'm tempted to get in Rudiger, I really am. Um, but when I've got defenders like Cresswell, Dallas, Dean, Cancelo, and Tierney, um, do I really need to be rushing in Rudiger? Um, I'm not too sure. And the attacking threat for me, yeah, and the attacking threat isn't quite there for Rudiger. Um, I'm actually planning on a double transfer next week. But I'll go into that. Um, next on on next week's pod. Um, so, so yeah, over over to you. Um, so my team, I've stayed loyal to Meslier only in goal. Um, I've got some. If I got on the bench, Virginia as a backup goalkeeper for Palace. Uh, not for Palace, okay, but he doesn't play anyway, so he's playing against Palace. But so I kind of have to keep Meslier. Um, he's got me a lot of points recently, and I did a post about him. Even though he, I can't see him doing... He should get a clean sheet against Sheffield United. So I know he's got some tricky fixtures coming up, but I keep him in for my team for the moment. Yeah. I've got Cancelo, Dallas and Rudiger, like you mentioned. I've transferred out Stones for Rudiger. Um, oh, right. Only because I thought the City rotation and who do I like more, Cancelo or Stones? I like I like Cancelo as a player yeah. because he yeah. attacks more. Agreed. Um, yeah, so... And then in midfield, I've got... Gundogan, uh, Rashford, I've got Lucas Moura and I've got Bamiang at the moment. So uh, uh, Lucas was mainly because I took Son out because he was injured and I brought Lucas in. Now, I know you mentioned Son and if he's if he's fit and if he's still injured or not, but I'm just going to keep Lucas for this week because I think he'll play because Bale didn't look very good and he did get me an um, assist last week. Bamiang I might take out, but I'm not sure yet. And then up top, I've got Kane, Watkins and Bamford. Um, I've got Tierney on the bench, which you might be surprised at. And I've got Saka on the bench at the moment. I might... The thing is, Saka Ooh. got... He got withdrawn from international. So I don't know how he yeah. is in terms of his injury. And I've got Robertson on the bench as well. But that's Arsenal bias again, because I don't want him to do anything against Arsenal. So. <laughs> yeah, I mean, so it, it sounds like you've got a really differential team there. It sounds it is, like you've got... yeah. I am starting to be more risky because, like I mentioned in terms of my rank at the start, I mean, I haven't got Bruno in, which many people think. Oh, I've got Rashford, and I think he looks, he's looks he been doing well. But, again, I might switch Aubameyang. The thing is with Aubameyang, he's blanked. Last three games, he's done nothing for Arsenal. And mm. whether could he use his pace against Liverpool? I think he could if he starts. Does he start, though? That's the question. Is he going to get dropped? Has Arteta had enough of him? And is he going to get dropped? And put maybe bring in Martinelli, another young young player of ours, or could he just play him on the wing and play Lacazette up top? I don't know what 
Arteta will do at the moment. Um, so it is a big risk if I do start him. But either way, I'm, I'm yeah, it's uh, my team's quite differential, but I've got you know a big risk, big reward, as they say. Yeah, exactly. Um, I think if you look at the fixtures ahead, actually, so there's a fixture swing in um, week 31, I think, where the, where the wild card's probably going to be used, the second one. Um, you've, you've got fixture swings for Arsenal, um, Chelsea currently, Wolves. Um, so you've got you've got some players in there that I think people will be looking to bring in anyway. So you sort of seem set, quite set for the fixture swings Um you seem pretty well set up anyway. Yeah, moving forward, I think my team should be okay for the... I mean, I want to bring in Mount and I really... I, and I'm also worried how... I, because of the blank game, I took out DCL for Kane and I I think um, Dominic Calvert-Lewin, I think he will do something this week as well against Palace. But because they've got a few tricky fixtures, I thought, and it is Carry Kane, I thought, do you know what? I'll keep it, keep it as it is. But hopefully my team can kind of for the remaining fixtures, do well. But, I mean, every manager thinks that, so <laughs> you never know what's yeah. going to happen. I mean, so so there are teams going in for week 30. Um, we're both, we both look pretty set up. Um, and so, transfer-wise, you've already brought in Rudiger. I nearly went to Rudiger. I just didn't just didn't get there. I didn't quite get there. Um, so, it looks like I'm going to be rolling the transfer this week. I do like the sound of two transfers going into week 31 um but like i said i'll talk more on the transfers next week um so just to touch quickly upon um pick three so the game that i mentioned earlier the game that's on the page my page um is pick three so it's you you pick you basically pick three players um who you think will accumulate the most points so um i've picked alonso that's what's from i think he does well if he plays um Bamford and Kane. So I've gone for the three. Three, three, three really good players, I think, for this week. Yeah, definitely. What about you, Max? I've gone for Dallas, Lucas, and Mount. So, I mean, they're a little. I really bit... like them. Yeah, I mean, I think Lucas could do well against Newcastle. I think Mount could. Um... Mount could do well as, of course, against West Brom, and then Dallas against Sheffield United. I mean, they've got the fixtures there. It's just on paper, it's whether they can do it. But I've, I own, well, I don't own Mount, but I own the other two, so I, I do hope they do well. Yeah, exactly. So, uh, like I said, the the, the pick free post will be posted on my account the on the Friday. So you basically just to get involved, you just post your free players. The winner will get a shout out. We'll probably do a shout out on the pod, um, and 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 yeah, that's that's the pick three. Now to just move on to sort of your part of the the pod, Max. Yep. So I just want to say that get I think the pick three game is a, is a really good way of of getting bringing the community together. Uh, even though I haven't won yet and I haven't got my shout out, I hopefully one by the end of the season, I hopefully will get one win. <laughs> And get a yeah, it'd be nice. But... It'd be nice to win, win at my own game. To be honest, I got second. I was nearly there. Yeah, you but got second, didn't you? Yeah, wasn't meant to be. Um, but yeah, um, going on to the diff- dodgy differential. So so far, I've only got one out of three right. I mean, it's a different kind of video because obviously you're predicting someone that you don't think is going to be go well. So there's a lot yeah. that can backfire. Um, 
I've got one out of three right so far in terms of my dodgy differential. In terms of my differential, so in the video I do a dodgy differential, which is, as I mentioned earlier, it's a kind of a, a bit risky player, kind of dodgy player, that someone that thinks they've got kind of the, the next undiscovered Bruno Fernandes, but in reality he's actually not that good. Um, but yeah, overall I've, I've, I've got a few uh, uh, differentials, right? So I've got two out of three for differentials and I've got one out of three for dodgy differentials. But I mean, I've only done a few videos so far. So my dodgy differential for this week, I've gone for Lookman for Fulham. He's got he's got one goal and one assist in his last six. I mean, so it's not amazing stats, but I think he's yeah he's one of those players that keeps, he seems to pop up now and then. And I feel like he's everyone he looks good he looks good when he's playing, and as as do a lot of players in the Premier League because obviously there's such a high standard. But I feel like sometimes he's he's just a bit dodgy for me. So I'm going I'm going for him as my dodgy differential for the week, and then for the for the differential in the same video is Neto. Pedro Neto, I think Wolves are bound to have a change of form, I think. And I think he looks so good when he plays, um, Pedro Neto. He's only 6.8% ownership. Um, so, yeah, I think he's. I think he could do well this week. I think you're right. West Ham. Yeah, I, 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 do, I, I do think you're right. I think, I think he doesn't. I don't, because in my predictions, obviously, I predicted them to not score. And I also think Pedro Neto going forward is... Is a fantastic differential. He's included in my thread. Now, there's not a lot of stats to back Pedro Neto up, but I feel like he's playing, and I mentioned this in the thread, I feel like he's playing for um playing for a move. I don't think he intends to stay at Wolves, and there's a lot of interest in Neto. So I think we might see a different, a totally different Pedro Neto for the remaining part of the season. Um, yeah, I mean sometimes especially... you see players and you you, I said earlier, you've got to look at what they do. Like when we talked about Werner, I mean, he looks really good, but he hasn't got the results. And I think sometimes, and it's the same here. Pe- Pedro Neto hasn't really, he hasn't got amazing results in his last few games. But I think in terms of some of the fixtures they've got coming up, and for this week, I think he could do something against West Ham because we bagged three goals against. I know it's Arsenal, Arsenal maybe slightly better attack it than West uh, Wolverhampton, but I think he could do something. So I'm yeah going for them too. Yeah. So with that in mind, obviously, um, we've sort of probably gone on a bit longer than we should have. But hey, it's our first pod. Um, so I just hope you guys, the listeners, enjoyed it. Um, and like I said, we'll be looking to do um, a pod every week, once a week, hopefully at the end of a game week and looking ahead to a new one. Um, I just don't like all the sort of trying to get it done on a Sunday where you've got a game week currently on and so no one's looking at the next week yet. Do you know? Do you know what I mean? Yeah, definitely. It's a difficult. It's difficult when when to do it. Um, but I mean, so 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 yeah. I just want to say uh, thanks again uh, for the guys at Dream Team Tonic for asking us to do this, um, and and thanks to you as well, Max, for making it so easy. Um, but yeah, I really enjoyed it. Yeah, I had a good time, and hopefully some of our predictions actually come off, and some of the um, some of the things we've mentioned. Any, if any people do take take note and think, do you know what, I might follow some of them predictions. They actually pay off for some people. Yeah, exactly. And if if we're helping people make those good decisions, then it's great, isn't it? Probably just not Definitely. so good if they don't come off, but but it's part of the game, isn't it? Um, so yeah, we're going to end it there, and I'll see you guys later. Thanks, guys. Bye.